Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Donna Wallace helps people all around the world to switch on their lights. With over 25 years of energy healing work, exploring many modalities, Donna has been on a mission to find the most powerful and effective techniques for people to heal and evolve. The work she does with clients today is to help them discover their perfect soulmate stone, creating soul-sparking heirloom jewellery that helps them blossom into their full soul potential. Donna tracked me down and I can see why. This conversation and the reading of my energy field was intriguing and energetically moving, despite being in completely different states in the country. I hope you're also awoken by Donna's talent and vision and find the gem that lets your soul sparkle too. Welcome, Donna, to The Ethical Evolution. Why, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Now, I'm kind of excited to be speaking to someone in my own country for once. <laughs> you're, you're joining us. Aussie, uh, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah, from Melbourne. Uh, now, Donna, for those people who don't know who you are and what you do, can you go ahead and tell us? Sure. Um, well, my name's Donna Wallace and I have been doing energy healing work for over 25 years. Um, I promise I'm not that old. <laughs> I just started really young. Um, and so I've been on a pursuit, a hunt to find the most effective modalities. And really that was out of necessity in all honesty because I needed to resolve some um, some trauma, some experiences that I went through and the way that I was experiencing the world and looking at the world. So I've been on a mission my life to find the most effective modalities to help me heal myself. And of course, with that, I've been able to be of service to other people um, as a natural, a natural, maybe not a natural, but as a flow on effect um, that took me outside of my comfort zone to do that for sure. Mm. Um, so who am I? I am 
I'm a mum, I'm a wife, I'm the everyday person walking their dog on the beach. Mm -hmm. Like I I live by the beach. Um, But I'm just an everyday normal person who happens to be really tapped into the divine. Um, I figured out how to use my sensitivities for good, not evil. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the double-edged sword of being an empath, I guess, as people would talk about it. Um, And I've just figured out how to use my gifts in a way that can empower other people. And so I, whilst I still do energy healing work, um, I also have created some amazing jewellery which enables people to heal through beauty and is just a whole other paradigm of like what's available for us with our evolution. And one of the things that um, I liked when I read your bio was that um, intuition is a big deal for you, for one, and uh, the other thing is that you love to turn people's lights on. Did that catch you, did it, It did, it did. I'm like... (laughs) She's turning people's lights on in her little teepee down in Melbourne. <laughs> right. I am just one person at a time or maybe many people. I don't know whoever wants their lights turned on. The way that I, I didn't realise that this is what I did, Bindi, but after I was doing energy healing work for quite some time, I just had this like concept drop into me at one stage where I was sort of floating up above the earth and looking down at the earth and seeing lights in different cities all around the world. And I just saw them like ding, like popping like popcorn, you know, kernels of popcorn Mm -hmm. popping and people's lights turning on in clusters in cities all around the world. And I just thought, yeah, yeah, that's, (laughs) that's me. That's, that's who I am on that soul level. That's the, 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 difference I would like to that's my footprints that's what I would like to leave as a difference in the world and um and as it happens now I just do it in a couple of different ways there must be a bright beacon down there on the Mornington Peninsula (laughs) (laughs) well you know I've set up little beacons of light around the place (laughs) that is very cool I'm curious to know though Donna like uh, what was what was your awakening point like what was the aha moment for you where you went ah yeah this makes sense to me now yeah, I've had a few of them, to be honest. One was when I first experienced Reiki when I was about the age of 16 and heartbroken up after a boyfriend was like breaking up with me and someone gave me Reiki and it was the first time I've ever experienced a sense of being home. And I know I'm saying that almost quickly, but like I can't tell you how deeply profound and life-changing that was. It was from then that I went on to learn um, Reiki and and a and myriad of other modalities that followed it. But that feeling of almost a feeling of belonging when I'd never had that um, through up until that age of yeah, roughly 16. So that was really significant. Um, another significant um, turning point was when my daughter was born. And um, after she was born, I just had this sense like her soul was calling me to be everything I could possibly be, Bindi. Like it was undeniable the this unspoken connection between her and I of course she was a baby she wasn't even speaking but it was this unspoken soul connection where I knew that we were calling each other to be everything that we could be and her arriving in my world Earthside, was was the deepest invitation for me to step into my soul work I was working um in a in for one of the big four banks actually in a corporate uh, role a specialized HR role and um, I found my, I found my sweet spot there actually. Um, and 
uh, feel cool to share with this with you, Bindi. Um, as I had, I'd spent like I think I worked there for about nine years, and um, by the in that sort of last year, 12, 18 months, what I found was I was able to use my intuition in that role, and it was this incredible like experience of. I don't know why I don't know why I'm sharing this with you, Mindy. Um, <laughs> but I really feel called to. It was this experience of coming full circle because I was so lost with my career and I didn't know what to do. And I always felt that doing my healing work for my soul income was impossible. And it, I felt like, you know, all the people in their black suits, you know, filing in like little ants into these big, beautiful corporate offices that felt to me like you know, it missed soul and heart and colour and all those things. And and for, for a long time I really struggled with that, with that feeling of life, like my soul was being like crushed mm. in that space. And then but by the end of my time there, I didn't feel like that. I felt like I was able to contribute the best way I possibly could in that environment using my intuition and supporting people in helping well, actually senior managers within that organisation helping their people grow, really understanding um, what was at the heart of them and what drove them and what motivated them and speaking to that and tailoring their management skills to that. Um, and so, and you know, cultural change and a whole lot of different stuff I implemented, um, yeah, there feels so, I don't know why, feels like I have to share that with you. And then so by the time I really felt like I was in this sweet spot there, I was ready to launch. And maybe that was part of it, Bindi. Maybe it was part that, part. I'm actually just thinking about this now with you. Maybe it was that I came to a sense of as contented and fulfilled as I could be in that space and then I felt like I was offering something important and that was also valued by my manager and and now the my stakeholders that I was working with and I didn't leave out of desperation I didn't leave because I had to I left because my soul and my daughter's soul was asking me to step into something else and contribute to the world in a different way it's like it was preparing you for your next step it was mm. every, every <laughs> step. Now I look back, do you have these moments in your life, Bindi? Yeah, and you go, oh, it makes sense now. Yeah, um, it's know. funny you should say that because just this week I was at work and, um, you know, I talk about intuition in the workplace a lot um, because I think it is so valuable, you know, like it's it, it's so invaluable in so many ways. But um, I'm a bit of a psychic as well and I, I get the messages and all that kind of stuff anyway. Um, we were getting these new laptops anyway. I was having trouble with <laughs> – I'm a very technical person. I'm a digital person, right? So I was having trouble with this laptop and uh, I rang out IT support and, and I said to my coworker, I said, how long do you reckon it will be before they call? And I swear within five seconds the phone rang. <laughs> and they go, oh. <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, it will be 2 p.m. tomorrow. I said it will be any minute now. Next minute the phone rang and I just went – and they all just looked at me and went, no way. I'm like, see, don't ever tell me I'm not psychic. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love those little moments? Mm. My daughter was um, playing a card trick with me and, like, you know, magic tricks. You know, she's the age of eight and she's <laughs> just, you know, those magic tricks. Are, yeah. Anyway, I have a little bit to be decided for. And she dropped a card on the floor and I didn't look at it. And she said, what card do you think that is? And I said, it's the three of diamonds. I said it without thinking. Mm. And lo and behold, yep. we both looked and she was like, how did you do that magic yeah. trick, mum? I was like, 
intuition, baby. I don't know. It just came to me like, you know, one in 52 chance. You can't make that and I up. think when we get out of the way, I think that's, that, was, that is what blocks our intuition when we get in the way and we yeah. overthink stuff and we want to over-engineer stuff, if we just trust our gut and go with the first thing that drops in, like, yeah. that, and it never fails us, never. Like, it yeah. is just uncanny. And if you can develop that sense so strongly that you get out of the way of it and you let those messages through, whew, I, I was joking with some people the other day that, you know, like we were just talking about uh, there's uh, grand finals football on this weekend here. And, um, you know, I, I joke to people that I have won so much money betting on football <laughs> because, <laughs> I've, because I've gone with intuition. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to nail that over our racing carnival one year, you know, horse racing down in Melbourne, Flemington, and I won one bet and then I was like, oh, I just, no, I just can't. I can't use You can my, use it to your advantage sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should think about this a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I think for some it works well, not for others. Horse racing is a little tricky, but, uh, yeah, you could, you got to practice. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the thing, isn't it, Bindi? Mm. We've got to practice our intuition. Mm. It doesn't it, – it comes naturally, yes, but we can definitely learn. We can definitely learn how to use our intuition and also how to figure out what our strong suits of intuition are because we're all different, just like we are different types of learners. We're auditory, we're visual, we're, you know, experiential, all those different types of learning. It's the same for intuition. And so when I was in my early 20s, I sat in a psychic development class for a year, trying to become a medium, Mindy, which I couldn't do before, and was also taught how to operate on all the different levels of intuition and it was the best training ground. Mm. It was honestly the best training ground. Um, but, yeah, to your point, if we can get ourselves out of the way, yes, and sometimes we have shut, like we get that that flash, that feeling, that knowing, that insight, that I, it comes as ideas sometimes. Mm. And before we've even had a chance to really even pursue it or let it land, we are like, oh, no, I can't do that. Mm. Oh, no, 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 that's not possible or, mm. you know. And I think, I like- yeah, I think it plays a big part in innovation and creativity as well, you know, like I have found that I've been able to come up with some really innovative solutions by just getting out of the way and just thinking, okay, well, what if we went in this direction or, you know, and just, just let it drop in and just mm. then let it go and then not overthink it once it drops, you know. Yeah, yep, oh. yep. I could. I love it. I could talk about intuition all day. Obviously, <laughs> it really is the best problem solving so like like tool, I guess. And there are so many people that I know in business that are not spiritual, you know, woo woo businesses that are very, you know, um, all sorts of different businesses from finance to, you know, my dad was talking. My dad had has had businesses pretty much for most of his career and. Um, in steel manufacturing, actually. And he's taught to me about always following his gut instincts. Mm. And that's something that we we do talk about commonly is our gut feelings. And to hear him talk about how he followed that in his business was so reassuring to me that, you know, my dad, not of that kind of era, mm. <laughs> um, it took, you know, with a factory full of blokes and um, of, of factory workers and, yeah, running a business. It's just it's just so encouraging that, you know, if you're in a decision-making situation and a senior leader says to you, what does your gut tell you? Like you just yeah. go, you what? <laughs> it's like, oh, so I, I get to like tap into me for this decision. So, yeah. 
And that, I think, is one of the most valuable things a leader could ever do for anyone. I couldn't agree more. Mm. Now, yeah. I want to get back to turning on these lights. <laughs> yes, let's talk about that. Because <laughs> uh, I was talking to someone uh, earlier this week uh, in uh, San Diego um, about, uh, you know, they're, they're actually a mystical um, spiritual uh, coach uh, and uh, we were talking about uh, there's been several people who I've spoken to this about now and it's becoming a bit of a theme. So um, when we're, um, when we can clear all our chakras and and actually have this sort of channel through us, um, mm-hmm. uh, one person likened it to having two two drain pipes that go go through the center of you from from head to toe and if those are blocked, the light's not going to shine through. So if you can clear those pipes, clear clear that access for the light to get out, like that's that's mm. what we're trying to do here. And I joked uh, with this previous guest that, you know, some of us need a, a spiritual colonic uh, to clear out those pipes. <laughs> but um, is, is that some of the stuff that you work with as well when you're turning on the lights for people? This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Yeah, I do. There are a couple of ways. So I also feel that it's not just our, I call it a central channel, the the light that comes in from the divine above and then also anchors us into the earth below goes up and down. Um, that is one really profound way of uh, having uh, clearing ourselves out, if you like. <laughs> so, so there's two ways. There's two ways to turn that I see that, that, that I do, okay? So this is just my the Donna version. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are many versions out there, but this is what I found to be f- most effective. Um, the first way is clearing, and that's what you're talking about, clearing out the chakras, clearing out the energy channels. To me, that also needs to encompass clearing energy blocks in the body because we have so many stored memories and emotions and yeah physiologically it has a big impact on us and so all of that energy clearing is one component and that's a really amazing way to consistently do this like you know a consistent slow process that of course has breakthroughs in it but if we can do that work really as as our kind of a practice or it's not even a practice it's like a commitment to our evolution commitment to our own growth and it's that's just a really beautiful way to live life for me because I find that as I clear my own body my energy field what becomes available is so much more joy Mm. you know and I just become so much happier Mm. and I find that opportunities come to me you know that whole manifesting piece like you what you attract is you know what you're vibrating on that that all that stuff but um just for nothing more than it makes me feel happy mm. um it's a pretty good place to start and then second to that what I've also found is that we can reprogram ourselves to be moving towards a more light-filled state of being. So this is what I do with my jewellery is the gemstones are a reflection of your soul. And so if your soul can be expressed in colour, 
which it can be, um, <laughs> if your soul can be expressed as a vibration, as an energy, which of course it is, then I choose, we choose soulmate gemstones that match that frequency. And then I program the gemstone to act like a North Star to activate your energy field and help you move into that space, into that paradigm, into that state of being where your soul is really fully expressed. And so, yeah, to me, there's two, a two-pronged approach where we can do energy clearing, but then we can also use other things where we basically reprogram something. Yeah, I like the North Star analogy because it's like we're always walking towards that and we allow that light within ourselves to guide that pathway forward. Now, I find these uh, gems fascinating. Now, you, you, you call it the House of Orion. Um, oh. If you were to pick... A uh, gemstone for me, Donna. What would yeah. it be? Well, the first place that I start with anyone who's interested is a free energy reading. And I look at the colors in your energy field and I tell you what they all mean for you. And then I can suggest perhaps um, some gemstones. Do you want me to do an energy reading for you, Bindi? Oh, if you're, if you're down for it, yeah. Are you up for it? I am. <laughs> <laughs> it takes about, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, right. Let's do it. All right. So just like that, this is totally unplanned, isn't mm-hmm. it, Bindi? Yep. Completely spontaneous. No preparation from my end, which is actually <laughs> how I like to do it. Mm. Um, so you have a lot of blue around you, which I'm sure is not surprising to you because I've the little that I do know about you, obviously your branding mm. is a lot of blue and dark blue but the blue that I see around your right shoulder is more a royal blue um, it's a royal to a darker blue so it's around the right side of your head down your right side of your shoulder and I feel that this is telling me so that color blue to me represents intuition <laughs> ding 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 and um, those higher perceptions um, it is also about insight and I feel even from talking to you now I can get that sense that insight is something that is a makeup within you. It's part of you. And um, having it around the right side of your body, I really feel that that's where you're wanting to move into is something that is connected to your insight and your abilities to use your intuition and insight. Now I want to also speak to in the royal blue sits a hidden element of red. Yeah, it's how we get blue to royal blue mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. by adding a little bit of red. And sometimes that little bit, which you, hang on, I'll get to red in a minute, but um, that little bit of red can sometimes indicate hidden grief. Mm-hmm. might indicate that you've gone through something. But in your case, I, I feel that that is relevant for you, not knowing you, but I feel that that is relevant for you. And I feel that um, that experience of grief is paired really closely with your insight and I feel that what you've gone through, I've got goosebumps, Bindi, <laughs> another sign of like, yes, I'm on the money, um, but I feel that what you've gone through is really relevant to the path that you want to take and I feel like it's you're pushing into this new area or new kind of branching out in a new way but it's meaningful to you. It's extremely meaningful. It's almost like... Uh, I'd be interested to hear what this actually means for you. But (laughs) if I had to guess, I'd say like you've lost someone important and you want to do this in honour of them. Like all the grief that you've experienced, it's paired with like what it it has, it it creates meaning is what I'm trying to say. Mm. So um, 
anyway, that's one part of it. Mm -hmm. But it's exciting and it does feel like it's in the future and it does feel like there's something on the other side, like you're moving towards it, you're in the birth canal and there is something that's coming for you and that you can see and you know what it is. And I know that you're excited to get there because your feet are like, <laughs> like, like you know, happy feet, happy feet, but moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what I can see there. Um, you do have a fair bit of red in your energy field, and that also doesn't surprise me. I feel that um, you've got a lot of energy, and you've got a lot of motivation, and you've got a lot of. Um, when I say red, sometimes it means that people can be either really exhausted or have a lot of energy, and you might fluctuate between the two. But the way that I see it for you is more that you are able to tap into a whole lot of physical energy that then enables motivation, and for you to get a lot of stuff done, like. You're a real powerhouse. That's what I see in your energy field is that there is so much you can get done in one day, let alone what you can get done in a year. And so I feel like this is one of your superpowers um, is let's call it productivity, but it's not just that. It's it it's paired with the inside again and it it create you create something that wasn't otherwise there through all the different forms of your work. Um, you do have some green and yellow around you. You've got a lot going on in your energy field, <laughs> Bindi. Um, you've got some emerald green going on around your left shoulder and behind that I see the yellow. Um, emerald green can represent um, a desire for some space, um, a desire to be able to take a deep breath and really connect with your truth and figure out what that new direction might be. It's not a huge deal for you, but it's sitting there. It's There is like some desire for some space. I can feel that, but it's um, not overwhelming where sometimes I see emerald green around the whole person. <laughs> it's like, oh, boy, what have you got going Get on? Get <laughs> away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the yellow is also interesting. It sits there as joy and light and is really a very happy colour in your energy field. Yellow can represent other things for other people, but in your case, there's joy and happiness there, like a ray of sunshine, like a fair bit of laughter, I would be guessing, in your world, (laughs) in you, and um, playfulness and that sort of thing. Um, I would be really curious to see if that yellow and emerald green want to come together because this is what I see. I see the yellow and the emerald green sitting separately. But I'm curious as to maybe part of your evolution is that they might want to merge into an olive green. And, oh, yeah, even as I say that, whoop, it took me down into your heart space. I saw those two colours over your left <laughs> shoulder move down into your heart space. This sometimes happens, <laughs> Bindi, where people's energy changes as I'm reading it or I give an idea. Um, and that olive green is really about feminine leadership It is about leadership from the heart. It is about extending olive branches. So um, being able to, you know, when we pluck an olive from a tree, you can't eat it, but once it's marinated, uh, that bitterness is released. And so this is a process of olive green is that we release the bitterness from the past. We're able to extend olive branches. But in your case, this is really around... um, I love I love the olive green coming through. It doesn't happen often, Bindi. It's quite unique. So when I see olive green coming through for someone, I know that you're a unique person, that you do things differently because that olive green feminine leadership is not is not your standard run of feminine leadership, you know. It is not the pink, the fluffy, the divine feminine, you know, all of that. This is like 
for in your case specifically, it's like powerhouse combined with a heart. And I want to do things differently and I want to lead the way in a different way. And this is what's important. And this is get out of my way because come hell or high water, I'm doing it. And that's, that's how I would pretty much sum you up, <laughs> which is very exciting. Well, you bang on there. Uh, and let me just tell you some funny insights from what you said. So you talked about the royal blue, particularly on the yeah. right side. Yeah. I don't know if you're aware, but I actually have a tattoo on my wrist that is Queen because uh, they call me Queen B. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so well, I love it. I did see your tattoo, but I didn't Go I didn't figure, right? Anything. On the yeah. right side too, right? So... Um, that's interesting. Um, but I think I probably need you to uh, write my bio for me, Donna, because that was, that was incredible. Um, a powerhouse with heart. I like it. Yeah, I love. So then when we look at the gem. high water. Oh, yeah. Out of my way or come along for the ride. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. We we ride ride at dawn. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we ride at dawn. And also as I talked about that and you got a sense of, being seen through me, I could see some pink coming out around your head, which is really beautiful. So there is that softness with you. It's not that it's not there at all. Of course, it's of course it's there. But um, sometimes what happens is we only show those parts of ourselves when we truly feel seen. And so there's that beautiful ethereal pink and and unconditional love and compassion and all of that there. And 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 that pink is also starting to move into clear and white. So this is like clarity and mm. yeah, beautiful. So beautiful. There is actually more going on in your energy field, but that's taking it down to that next level, which we probably don't need to. Mm. Let me try on different colour gemstones in your <laughs> energy field to, to let you know what I think could be a really great match for you. I do it with colours to start with. So um, a royal blue stone. Maybe. It's a definite maybe. It feels like it really is beautiful. It puts sparkles through the energy around your head. It's like it takes that. Um, have you ever met someone that their eyes look like crystals? Mm. Yeah, my husband's eyes are like that. Mm. It gives you it gives you this sparkly crystal depth through your energy field and I can't help but feel that royal blue stone would awaken some sort of really it's like it takes you from being a flat royal blue to being multi-dimensional that's mm. the best way that I can say it yeah um and it looks like crystals in your aura which are just beautiful and as I said it's taking you into some other dimension um what did I say after that what color did I say after the oh, red yeah uh, <laughs> red um no, I probably wouldn't choose red for you. Like, <laughs> and I feel like anyone around you might say, like, she's got enough fire in her. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't really, it sort of flat, fans the flame, but it doesn't, it, it kind of doesn't really activate your energy or turn your light on like I'm looking for. Um, and then what other colours did I say? The uh, emerald green. Emerald green. Yeah, nah. Emerald green is not so good for you. This is more, um, and often this comes through, not always, but emerald green sometimes comes through as a transient colour. It's just where you are at the moment Mm. and it's not really what would be a connection. It's not a soul colour for you if you like. Mm. Like the royal blue is a soul colour for you. 
Um, oh, by the way, I think that we each have two, usually two true soul colours. And so, yeah, royal blue, of course, being one for you. And then the yellow. Well, the yellow is lovely and it's happy and it's playful, but it's not um, it's not on purpose for you. And I feel that that is so important to you and your soul path for this lifetime. I wouldn't choose yellow. Um, but let's try on the um, olive green. Oh, olive green, like I can feel that deep in my heart. Can you even feel that? Can you feel what yeah. I'm talking about, Mindy? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I just have to pause for a moment. I can't tell you how deeply that's hit me in my heart. That doesn't usually, that doesn't happen often. Just give me a moment. (laughs) I feel like, like it is so deep in my heart space and what I'm feeling is what it does to you. So an olive green stone would sit you so deeply in your heart space. It's not funny. Um, It would... And it turns on, like it gives you that crystalline, um, you know how I said about the blue, turns on that crystal kind of colour in your energy field. The olive green does that and more. Mm. It doesn't just do it around your head. It does it around your whole entire body. It's like, you know, when you see um, in church the stained glass windows and the halos around the, you know, the figures, you your energy field turns on like from <laughs> the top of your head. And I'm putting my arms out for the people, of course, who are listening and can't see my crazy hand gestures. <laughs> um, like it goes, you know, extending from the top of my arms, I've got long arms, all the way down your the sides of your body and down underneath your feet and I'm, it looks so, um, it looks like, what do I say, like in, an enlightened being. That's, wow. That's crazy, Vindy. <laughs> so are we saying it's emerald green? Or the, saying this, it's olive green. Olive green, sorry, olive green. Yeah, we, we, yeah, that's all we're saying. Like maybe something like a peridot or like an... And it honours, it honours that part of you that wants to walk the road in a different, wants to walk the path in a different way. It honours that individuality of who you are, but that power that comes through your heart when I try that olive green stone on, it just kaboom. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about when I talk about turning people's lights on because we can do it with gemstones. It sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy to me even as I say it, but I just know that it works because I can see people's energy feel. So, yeah, that's where I would go with you, something like that. That's incredible. And and just back to the the royal blue, um, mm. from, a, from a gemstone perspective, do you, would you be looking at like something like, say, a lapis lazuli or something like that? Or No, I would go like, um, <clears throat> so think high-quality gemstones, think gemstones that are faceted. Oh, right, so, yeah. Um, so like a sapphire gotcha. or even a tanzanite, I would really love for you in that royal blue. Um, tanzanites are quite rare. They're from Tanzania, surprise, surprise. <laughs> They're only found in one place in the world. Um, yeah, that's where I would go with a royal blue, but I wouldn't. I, I, I can I still physically feel that on my heart, Donna. I, I, okay. can, I can still physically, like if anybody's listening and they're going, all right, she's gone total cuckoo right now uh, I can still physically feel that and I am like two states away from you I know yeah. <laughs> I can feel it too it's really got me deep in my heart in, in the center of my chest got me deep in the feels Donna I know I love it <laughs> now and so 
the process yeah. from here then. So if you went, okay, yeah. it's the olive green. Yeah. How does the creative process then go from there? All right. So then the first, well, the first step when people choose that, okay, yep, Donna, I'm all in. I can't help it. I need to have one. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that I take people through what I call a blossom session. And so in all honesty, Bindi, we scrap everything that just came up in the energy reading and I take you through a deep dive to really connect with your soul in a way that perhaps you've never experienced it before. And I get you to feel what your soul is and what it wants for you and how it wants you to grow. And in that session, you'll get a divine download of what that piece of jewellery is. Now, often I'm on the money and it's, you know, a peridot or whatever, but um, it doesn't have to be and there's actually no attachment to that. What's most important is that you connect with your soul and your soul tells you what you want. Mm. And so that's the first step. And that is that blossom session. I call it blossom, a blossom session for a reason, because I literally see people's lights turning on in that session. And that is the beginning of the process. And even though the jewelry hasn't even been perhaps determined what it is yet, it starts to work on the person um, already. And so then after that, I intuitively choose gemstones and bring you a selection of them. And then you're like, oh, that one's pretty, that one's nice. Oh, yeah, no, nah, not that one. What's that one, Donna? <laughs> like people just know when they meet their gem, their soulmate stone. Mm. And then after you've chosen your stone, we look at the stone and we look at like, you know, maybe in that blossom session you've got a, a sense of that it's a pendant or that it's a ring on your finger and whatever it is, and then we go and create something that is your version of the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. So and do you so, do the the manufacturing yourself or do you have someone do that for you? I have so look, busy. I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at, yeah? And I'm really good at finding the most amazing people. <laughs> so, no, I don't do it myself, but I do have a jeweller who's in Melbourne that has mm-hmm. over 30 years' experience and he handcrafts all of my jewellery. Um, and so they're made with just such intention but integrity, like, they're, yeah, they're handmade with platinum, silver, uh, not silver, sorry, platinum, white gold, yellow gold, pink gold. They're made to be heirloom jewellery so these pieces can be handed down to future generations or any loved ones. That is such a cool process and and you got this whole idea through through a download. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, yeah, and indeed. And this is, again, another, you know, um, thing that resonates for both of us is that me sitting here right now doing what I do that all was a download as well everything you see is all a download so uh, thank you universe (laughs) yeah I thank my lucky stars all the time I'm so often brought to tears when I'm doing work with my clients because I just think that I'm the luckiest person in the world like I get to do this amazing work, Bindi, I can hear the emotion in my voice, like I get to do this amazing work and it's not work, I get to call it work, but <laughs> like what? how amazing is this? Yeah. And then the other thing that I want to share with you is that I have like this little, not so little mission to create the world's largest crystal grid using Mm. our jewellery. And so there's that vision again of the popcorn, the Mm. the lights turning on all around the world. So I've already got um, pieces of jewellery overseas and I envisage that um, I'll have jewellery all around the world. 
what happens is my customers come into a call with me, a live call with me online every six months. Um, I'm about to have one in next week, next week, I think, or the week after, I can't remember. And um, and the I've programmed this crystalline energetic grid to support the ascension of Mother Earth and all of her inhabitants. So my customers come in, they know that their jewellery is playing a big, you know, is part of a big picture and... Um, is of course activating their souls but also offering the planet and all the people and the animals and everyone um, something special at the same time. That is incredible and again very very similar to my mission in that we're trying to create the change one conversation at a time so yes holy wow (laughs) (laughs) I love how we all do it in our own unique ways and then we all find each other Yes, and that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? There's a huge community of us people doing amazing work. Now, Donna, if anybody wants to experience an energetic reading and get the custom jewellery or get an energetic clearing of any kind and get the lights turned on, (laughs) where can they go to get in touch with you? Um, Well, probably the best place for the jewellery and the energy reading, which is free, I offer it to people for free, it's a free 10-minute energy reading. Um, you can go to my website, which is thehouseoforion.com.au um, and you'll see a Start Here button on my website. So that would be the place. And if you wanted to check out my gems and my jewellery, you could go to Instagram. That's basically my portfolio. Um, and, yeah, reach oh, out to me. Send me a message. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to have to have a look at that uh, that gem, by the way, and uh, see what it looks like. <laughs> I've got a peridot on there. I will send you a picture of it. Mm. Sounds good. Now, Donna, I've got the last big question for you. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? I would love to see people really fulfil what they're here to do. I would love to see all of us as individuals be fulfilling our soul's mission and how do we do that? I believe we do it by following our intuition. Mm. I think that our intuition takes us there step by step. We don't even need to know the big picture. You don't have to have a big download like, you know, the work that you do or the work that I do. It, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be huge. But all of us have very unique things that we're here to do and, there's too much cookie cutter stuff out there for my liking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of my bugbears. I hear. Um, so what I believe we can do is listen to our hearts and listen to our gut feelings and actually pay attention to them. Mm. And I think them. I think the big lesson for us all out of this uh, conversation, Donna, is really to get out of our way and just listen to ourselves. Really. Yeah. Because yeah. look at look at what can happen in just half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Donna, this has been incredible. Thank you so much. I, I actually feel changed from this conversation. So. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I knew I was meant to reach out to you. Yes, and thank you for reaching out and being a part of the ethical evolution. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com.
and welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the set? No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, unapologetically fab get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it we're all about changing the narrative leaning into who you are and living a life by your own design join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success this is unapologetically fab an electric cast production see you there Acid.